and welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are talking about the church culture today. Are we the salt and light of the world? If not, how can we be culture changers and help our churches to become so? The scripture is out of Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. It says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Micah, the bride of Christ, is beautiful, shining the light of Christ and bringing the message of salvation to the world. But she is composed of sinners, and you and I are in that number, but Mm -hmm. by the grace of God, we're called saints. (laughs) And sometimes, though, it gets messy, right? Messy? Church? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Church is extremely messy, isn't it? Because anytime you get more than one, even if you just get one, (laughs) right, you've got sin, and sin breeds a mess. Yeah. And I think it's it's when people get in the name blame game where they say it's these people or is that we're already in a problem because if we've right. responded or joined the fray. Mm-hmm. You know, so a little disclaimer at the beginning here for Micah and I, we are not talking about our churches. We're talking about the big C church, right? So we're talking about those who are saved, the body of Christ. Amen. So walking with the Lord for both of us about 30 years now Mm -hmm. each, we have seen some of the hurts within church walls, those less than godly moments, and we don't want the church culture to be defined by those. And, you know, we also see it on TV, right? Mm -hmm. These big mega churches and everyone looks and points, but really we all have that deficiency and capability within ourselves. And like the culture of friendships we've discussed recently, the culture within the church can also become toxic and unsafe. In essence, the church has lost some of its saltiness. Mm. And I speak in general terms here. Some churches are more salty than others. And by saying salty, I don't mean <laughs> <laughs> that new word, the way you know people say, like my daughter in college says, are you being salty, mama? <laughs> I think that's like a, a synonym for grumpiness or something. So maybe we should look at what causes this possibly dysfunction in the church, and what keeps us from fulfilling the scripture above, being salt and light? Mm. You know, the church is Christ's representative on this earth, and we are to be like Christ, so we are to be one and Mm. unified, but too often the church is just composed of diverse people, and it ends up splintering into different groups and different agendas, and ultimately it causes division in the church. Mm. And, you know, people talk about you know division and multiplying. We're supposed to be multiplying. Mm. But division does the opposite thing. And so if we would think of it from that perspective, any time someone tries to engage us in, this happened, it's like, you know what, why are we surprised that happened? We all are capable. The enemy's going to attack us. Right. You're right. You know, but division makes it hard to accomplish God's purposes, when we are not on the same page, I think the church can also forget its purpose and become a place for social gathering, too. And though the church is to be a light, one of the first reasons why the church church has lost some of its saltiness is that all within her might not have seen their own need for salvation. Mm, this is foundational. 
Yeah. So how can we be a light if some of us don't even have the light? Right. <laughs> you know, being a light is not just doing good works or being nice. It's all about a radical transformation that fills us with passion and compassion for those around us. We can't contain it. We have to share this love that has so changed us. It affects all we do. I think sometimes people have not tasted, truly tasted, of salvation or are backslidden, lukewarm. Mm -hmm. I've been there too. And church becomes an occupation. We know we are to help others and meet for Bible study, but sometimes those become dry duty instead of this growing relationship with God where we pursue Him and want others to see how good He is. Mm -hmm. There could be so many reasons for this in the church. It might have to do with teaching from the pulpit. Or the discipleship, and I'm not trying to point fingers, you know, or even just the church members themselves. We can set a buffet table, but all do not choose to join. Yeah, you know, Denise, what you're describing here is religion, right? Yeah. You know, we know what to do and we follow these rules, but that is not a relationship. Rules do mm-hmm. not equal relationship. When churches continue the acts that churches are supposed to do without the fervency or true love for God in their hearts, that's not being salt and light in this dark world. Yeah, that's so true. And it's so easy to forget. I think it was so simple. Go and tell the good news. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. we've made it this almost formula at times, and then we get sidetracked. And so I think we have to keep recalibrating. Yeah, I think, you know, we have a whole culture of Christians that have made church an experience. Mm. And really, the true experience we are looking for is that intimate relationship with Jesus. Amen. Right? And so if we are making church all about an experience, we are limiting people's ability to grow deeper in the Word by teaching them that come to church and meet God at church. No, we need to meet God every day in the depths of our own heart in our own home. Yes, if we do that, that helps to change that church culture because we're coming to church, not starving. Right. <laughs> Hangry. Right. You are right. <laughs> you know, and to be clear here, we are not hurling stones as we have had our own moments of not being filled with passion for Christ and His mm-hmm. people. It's at those moments, even as a worship leader, where I will be, Lord, help my heart. Oh, God, you know, you have to press through because mm-hmm. we have this flesh. But we're hoping, though, to stir some self-examination in the church and in its members. Are we being salt and light of the world? What does that mean? And if we aren't, then why? So sometimes people aren't saved, and sometimes people can become lukewarm. But what led to those things? What in the church culture inhibits the church from being the salt and light of the world? There are several factors in different parts of the body of Christ that might succumb to any of these. You know, and I think the influence from the world, which can make us give excuses, and it dumbs down our faith, right? Yeah. Ultimately, sin is deceitful above all things, and lust, when when it's conceived, brings forth sin. And then our eyes are blinded, so we don't see the need for God that we Mm. truly have. And we try to become satisfied with other things when truly God is the only one. Him and His forgiveness is the only thing that can satisfy our soul. We can become so focused on the programs, which can be really good, Mm -hmm. but we 
don't just need to be a machine <laughs> that is producing, right? We're not producing disciples by our programs. The way that we produce disciples and that we help people grow is by helping them in their personal relationship with Jesus. So we really got to reevaluate. Mm. We've got to reevaluate what is our purpose here. I think that has to happen regularly. I agree. You know, we never arrive. If we know that personally, we never do. Then it needs to be something, even if people just put it in their church calendar, quarterly, whatever. Hey, let's be real with God. Let's not Mm -hmm. gloss over this. Where are our hearts? Mm -hmm. Are we truly being salt and light? And sometimes we can look at numbers. People look at numbers or, you know, how many baptisms, how many. That can be an indicator, but. Mm, you know, our heart, you know, is evident, you know, how are people behaving toward one another? How are we treating one another? You know, Mm -hmm. because that is an example to the world too. And those are such great points you make. I mean, how do we help create this culture in our church? I think it has to begin by the faithful study of God's word alone. When the word of God is relegated to the reading of one scripture instead of the diligent study of it, we lose our saltiness. Mm. It is the Word of God that changes people, not programs or methods. But programs, studies, services, they are all tools to propagate the gospel. But if our sales are not full of God's Word, you know, just full of it, like, let me just read His Word, let me study it, let me understand it, then what are we propagating? The Word of God is powerful to change hearts, and all of our hearts need cleansing. In fact, without the Word of God, we become a prideful people. Mm-hmm. And the church becomes about us and how we serve it. When the church lacks time in the Word of God corporately and individually, she also lacks humility, the hallmark characteristic of our Savior, which leads to backbiting, competition, and ugly behavior in the church. Salty for sure, (laughs) but not the right kind of saltiness. Denise, this is beautiful because this is exactly what's happening in churches all over America, Mm -hmm. everywhere, because sin, it creeps in and it just causes terrible problems. But the Word of God, I love that. The Word of God is what is going to transform our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If we could just embody this humility, Mm. then we would not care about whether or not our personal ideas are embraced at church. We would care for one another Mm. above ourselves, and we'd be so concerned with the souls around us rather than our own issues. We want to play church sometimes. Mm. We just want to show up, check the box. But this is causing a major sin problem in our church because if we're not growing towards Christ, if we're not growing in the Lord, we're growing away from him. Mm. We if we're That's not so true. right, if we're not walking toward the light, we are making the light dim. Yes. Right? So yes. it's either it's either on or it's off. And if we're lukewarm, we know what God says about that. Rather mm. spew you out of yes. his mouth, right? So this is key. This is such a lesson. I feel like so passionate here that we need to shout this from the mountaintop. We've got to humble ourselves and pray. If my people mm. will do that, then they will from heaven. Then Mm. they will begin to grow. Then they will have a sweet intimacy with the Lord. But unless we are willing to look into God's word, study it deeply for ourselves throughout the week, 
then come together in corporate worship and celebrate what we already have mm. been doing. We're, we're missing it if we don't do that. Well, I just think what you said is so key because if we call our sin what it is, you know, instead of making excuses or feeling like this self-righteousness as we campaign against one another <laughs> in the church, <laughs> I think, you know, that's what it is. It's evil. Mm. And, you know, even Jesus said to Peter, who he built the church upon, get behind me, Satan. Mm. Now, I'm not saying we go around church saying, get behind <laughs> me, Satan. <laughs> but if we tolerate this kind of behavior in the church of people slamming one another, we're not being the church. Mm. We're playing church. We are going around and slamming one another. That is evil. Mm. We can't tolerate that. So, you know, whew, I'll tell you, when I was uh, even working on this episode, I, I just wept because for me, when I think about the body of Christ and what God has called her to do, we don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. We have such a potential to be ambassadors for Christ, healing our own members and the world around us. The enemy and our own sin inhibit this, but God. Mm. God will complete the work He's begun in the church. We're pointing out some of the flaws. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to call out our sin so that we can work toward that redemption. Mm -hmm. But God's already paid it all, and He's going to complete it. And so I've seen so much hurt in the church and experienced so much of it myself. It comes down to each part of the body doing their part. When we see some of the obstacles that prevent us from being salt and light, we can repent. That will turn the tide and forgive. Even when the other party doesn't, it doesn't matter. His glory is what matters. Just adopt the mind of Christ and do what is right. This stops the church from becoming more worldly and influences her to do what is right. We switch the culture. Even though it might just be ourselves alone who we can impact, let it begin with us. Every revival and mighty movement of God began with one. Yes, this is so beautiful. This, you know, in our own hearts, Mm -hmm. if we would adopt this thinking, if we would accept this thinking, how we could experience revival in our own hearts and minds. It's beautiful. Right now, we can experience the revival that, that you're speaking about if we would just humble ourselves. Just humble ourselves and look to Jesus and realize, you know what, all this stuff that is going on in the church, all this mess, this is a distraction from the Savior. This sin is a distraction from the Savior. And that's what the enemy does. He comes to kill, Mm. steal, and destroy. And if he can do that inside the church body Mm -hmm. from within, he is on his war path and he is having a victory marching around the church. And it's time that we stand up and march around and say, Amen. And play some trumpets too. That's right. And till the walls fall, you know, we build walls and Mm -hmm. we have got to, there's got to come a time when we're willing to stand for what's right. And that may mean calling out sin and causing some struggles. You know, too, I just was thinking, and this is just to speak to you, if you're out there and you say, you don't understand how hard it is at my church. We understand. (laughs) We we know because we see it. It's easy to get discouraged. And when people are offended, if you're offended today, lay it 
down. It's to a man's glory to overlook an offense. And, you know, ultimately, that is, we're part of that problem in the culture Mm. if we hold on to things. And it is hard. I'm not saying it's because it's our flesh. But the more we say, I want to be that salt and light, and we can't be that light if any darkness is in us. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're discouraged today, we, we get it, we know, and we also have to work in our own hearts to say, let us be that salt and light individually so that we can corporately be that. Yes. The raw truth today is when we are not in God's word, we hide the light of Christ from the world. Mm. The radical grace is our own imperfections help us to give grace to others so the church does not lose its saltiness. And the real hope is the church is not perfect but her Savior will complete the work he has begun in her. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.